Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Let's talk a little bit about more than money. Well, let's actually talk about money and <laughs> okay. CPP. And is there going to be enough money? And what does it look like if it's expanded? And does it make sense? And, and we get that question a lot. When we sit down with clients, when we sit down with people who want a second opinion, the number one question that they worry about is, is there going to be enough money? And part of that is, will their CPP still be there? Will the government take it away from them? Will, will there be enough money lasted uh, in, that, in that entire big bucket uh, called the Canadian Pension Plan. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've seen some actual reports, but we've also seen now some reports that say we might have to take a second look at this. Well, and there's been some changes. There's been expansions. So uh, we need to talk a little bit about this, what it looks like, and is, you know, answer that question that we get asked all the time. And nobody better to help us answer that question than Alex Lauren, who's the Director of Research with the C.D. Howe Institute. Alex, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Let's uh, Let's talk a little bit about CPP2, the Expanded Pension Plan. Tell us a bit about what it entails. Well, CPP2 uh, is different than the base CPP, the CPP that's currently uh, that, that we currently all uh, all know and and either receive or pay into. Uh, the, the the old CPP it's uh, mostly a pay as you go uh, plan, which means that current workers are financing the every uh, every year's uh, benefits for retirees. So it's so, so that's why the concerns you just mentioned. There's a concern that you know, what I, if the economy goes really sour, then there's maybe not enough money to pay um, to to pay the, the current benefits. Uh, there's some investments too with base CPP, but it's 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 not a lot. It's really uh, it's a lot in absolute terms. It's a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's n- nearly like it's it's maybe twenty percent of what's required to pay uh, the benefits. It's just to be able to maintain the the, the contribution rate stable. Because if 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 it wasn't for these investments, uh, we wouldn't be able to do that. Like the the, the contribution contribution rate would keep increasing because population is getting older. So now let's shift to the expanded CPP. There's a difference. Uh, the difference with the expanded CPP is that it's supposed to be fully funded, or at least funded. Uh, the difference here is it would be funded through uh, contributions and investment income. So uh, no, no one would, will be able to get the full benefit from the expansion, just the expanded part. No one will be able to get the full benefit of the expanded part of the CPP uh, before uh, 40 years' time. So uh, in a long time, because it's it's funded. So like in 20 years, you only funded 20 years, not 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 the full thing. It takes 40 years to fully fund your retirement. So uh, it's it's only in 40 years that people will be able to get the full uh, expanded CPP, and then after that, you know, it's the full CPP, the full expanded CPP will be uh, fully payable uh, after that, year after year. What impact is the um, hmm, the Rates, the expected rates of return on investments going forward, having on this whole discussion around CPP versus CPP2? Well, that's it. Because the expanded CPP is funded, it depends on, on, on investment returns much, much more than the base CPP. 
And in fact, it depends so much on the rate of return that if for if if you if we end up with a, a rate of return after 40 uh, in the very long term, whether it's 40 or 70 years, who, who cares? But in the long term, if we end up with a rate of return that's one percentage points lower than what what we expect, then we have a big shortfall. It's even if it's only one percentage point, because we depend on those investment returns. Whether in the current CPP, the base CPP, uh, most of the benefits are paid through uh, the current contributions, so we don't depend on investment returns as much. Um, and so we've made those calculations. Uh, we've we uh, and, and we've looked at at, at at what is assumed to be uh, the, the the rate of return in the long term over 75 years. Uh, the chief actuary, when 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 he did his calculations for the expanded CVP, he um, he assumed a, a a rate of return of a portfolio. Uh, invested in, within the, in the CPPIB, so mm-hmm. a portfolio uh, yielding 3.55% real, so that's 5.55% nominal. So for 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 all of us, like really, it's, it's 5.5. That's what that's what's assumed. Right. And and then that's net of fees, net of investment investment management fees. So gross return of 6.55%. So that's pretty. That's I mean, like I would love to get 6.55 percent gross of fees or returns in my RSPs, right? Like there's there's some investment risk definitely in that portfolio. Like it's not a secure, safe portfolio, and so there are risks, and that means that there are chances. Definitely, there are some good chances that. There'll be a shortfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we we won't get to that. There are some chances uh, there's going to be a shortfall, but when you when we look at this, Alex, how many other pension plans that are quote unquote fully funded do not take any investment risk at all? That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's the it, the, the. it depends. It depends. Like if you look at most provincial uh, provincial employee pension plans, most of them, uh, the risk is shared. Uh, 50% the employer, 50% the employees. So if there's a shortfall, the employees will absorb 50% of it. Uh, if you look at teachers, because of teachers uh, they, they, in Ontario, teachers, they, they live really old. <laughs> They're older than the, the normal population. Yep. And uh, so they have they, they, they had fund, funding problems. Because of that, and and so they uh, they've cut the, some of the uh, the indexation, some of the inflation protection on the benefits, uh, because like the teachers are are on the hook for fifty percent of the risk. And so so they, there is some target benefit component in pretty much all of these uh, uh, defined benefit provincial pension plans. Right. In, in the in the private sector. It's uh, the, the employer is on the hook for for anything, you know, if if they're employer sponsored pension plans, where the employer is a sponsor and the employer is on the hook for uh, for shortfalls. And and what we see sometimes if the shortfalls are are too big uh, and 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 the the employer goes bankrupt, then then the employees are left with uh, with 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 pension benefits that, that are lower than what they expected, which is not a really great outcome. But the employees definitely are absorbing some of the risk mm-hmm. too, right? So there's always risk, and there's always someone who pays for that. So in the CPP, the pensioner is not at risk. Is that what I'm hearing? In the CPP, uh, we, we, the, the problem with the with the with uh, I mean the expanded CPP, 
the CPP2, the, the problem is in the legislation, as it is written. Uh, th- those risk questions, they're left to regulations, and those regulations have not been written yet. They haven't been negotiated among 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 uh, uh, federal and provincial finance ministers yet. Correct. So so they adopted the plan with low contribution rates, so that it looks attractive. But they all those risk questions, they just like say, oh, we're going to discuss them later. We're going to we're going to draft the regulations later. So they so 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 there. So the plan is assuming a, a pretty high investment return. So that we can pay low contributions, mm-hmm. but then what happens to those risks? What happens if there's a shortfall? Are we going to lower the benefits? Are we going to increase contributions? Well, the first reflex is always to increase contributions in those plans, and that's a problem. We already increase CPP contributions by a lot. QPP in Quebec, the same thing. It's always the first reflex. It's always let's increase contributions. But what happens when you do that is you make the next generation pay for the benefits of the older generation. That's not fair. And 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 and, and as it is, the contribution rate for the CPP will be. Uh, the uh, 12% up to the actual uh, the actual um, YMP, and then after that it's going to be 8%. So it, it, it's still quite high contribution rates. Like uh, how much room is there to keep increasing well, what's those our, What's rates? our alternative, Alex? We've only got about a minute left, but what's our alternative? If we assume a zero rate of return in, in the investment pension plan, um, then either contributions have to go up or benefits have to cut. So if we're not going to take the risk out there and we're going to say we want a risk-free investment, somebody's got to pay. And who's going to pay that? Either we take the risk or we ask the contributors today to jack up their CPP contribution or we promise them less in the future. So out of those scenarios, what would you say is, is the one that you would suggest? Uh, th- th- this is a very uh, a very valid comment you're making. Uh, what we're suggesting is, is is something different than that. It's to uh, to promise a uh, a secure benefit, but not the 100% of the benefits. So promise 80%. 80% of the promised benefit will be secure. So will be funded through higher contributions if need be, but only 80% of it. And the remaining 20% of the benefits, well, those can be allowed to vary. Those, if, if really the experience, we have a bad experience, then you can lose up to 20% of, of the benefit. But if, but if we, we get better returns, then you get better benefits also. It's, it's, it's a target benefit approach. It's, 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 it's a way to share risk between generations in a way so that not all the risk falls on the future generations. Some of it also falls on the other older generations, and and you can do that using like some sophisticated probabilistic uh, modeling, something we have done, and 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 you and you adopt a you take some risks, but you adopt a rate of return. You ask the fund manager to deliver a rate of return that is conservative enough so that benefits can be paid nine times out of ten. If you run many scenarios. Yep. Uh, you know, if, if if you end up with with a probability that 90% of the time you'll get there, you'll get to at least 80% of the promised benefit. Yep. You know, you'll be able to pay at least 80% of it nine times out of ten. Then that's that's secure enough. You know. Perfect. And and so so there are ways to deal around that. And yeah, Alex, but it, but we, it, I would love to talk about this more. I do have to go to commercial break, but it's a it's a great topic. We could probably spend the entire hour talking about this. It's a real big passion of of Damien and mine uh, to to discuss this. But we'll bring you back on. We get a bit more information and more detail for sure. Thanks so much, Alex. 
Thank you very much. We've got an upcoming seminar uh, Tuesday, <clears throat> April the 25th, uh, 7 o'clock at the Oak Ridge Co-op, Wine and Spirits Go visit all of our friends down south. Just tell them a little bit about what they can expect. Yeah, you think the CPP has a problem on, on, your, on your retirement pension? Think about what you have in your own portfolio. How do you secure your income? And how do you profit and protect in these types of markets? We'll talk about that on Tuesday, April 25th, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. Give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400 to reserve your seats or go online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Stick around after the break if you're interested to find out where you can get the best massage in the world. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money.